0: all right welcome everyone tonight to tonight's mystery school uh tonight's topic is on healing and let's go ahead and jump right into it so i like this quote healing is a choice it's not an easy one because it takes work to turn other to turn around your habits but keep making the choice and the shift will happen very important you know um a lot of people say uh, you know we need to talk about the dark side of the soul and and a lot of these things that the dark part everybody's talking about the Light and love you know I agree 100 healing is hard and I know when I first really stepped into my journey there was a lot of things to look at you know a lot of things that I particularly did believed in that I had to question I had to you know ask myself is I need to turn these things around I need to question some of my political views my religious views my spiritual views and open up and one of the things uh just to be honest and open when I was in college, I thought I was really smart. And I believed love was a chemical imbalance in the brain. And I would go around telling people that. And I honestly believed as I told people that now, when I look back at it, I was like, I could only even, um, I, that's how I, the way I perceive love was the only way I could even take it in that I couldn't actually, um, I couldn't actually experience unconditional love because it had no definition for that. I had no openness to that. When my belief was so stuck into the fact of it's only this chemical imbalance in the brain, that's all it is, there's nothing more that it could be, Um, I couldn't experience anymore. So I really had to change my belief system, open up to unconditional love and different understandings of love to be able to receive that kind of love that I was really looking for in my life. So here's where we're going tonight. We want to talk about the physical healing, mental healing, and emotional healing and how the combination of all these three um, really lead to a spiritual healing overall as well. That if you work on the mental part, it's going to lead to spiritual part. If you work on the physical and the emotional part, it's going to lead there too. Uh, and and even working on the physical can go to the mental and mental to emotional. All of these things are all connected. They're not separate from one another. There are some practices that help the mental part. There are some practices that help that physical part and the emotional part. But seriously, all of them... Uh, kind of all work on each uh each of them and definitely all uh work to go into your spiritual practice and and, and making it more deep for you so you know i want to really stress so you know the physical body you got to move this thing you gotta you gotta clean it out you gotta free your mind and you have to i believe we're missing a part open your heart and be this be this spiritual being that you are i mean um you know that that great buddha saying that uh, a great buddhist saying rather um we're not physical beings trying to be spiritual we're literally spiritual beings that are being physical just for a little bit you know we're here just for a little while to experience the physical and all that has all that has to offer um but we are seriously the souls inside this body that are eternal and each one of our experiences as a human you know is, a, is an experience to learn the physical um, and, ha- and learn lessons and to gather up information to learn love And those things that we learn in that way, we bring with us to the next life. Uh, You know, that's why it really isn't as important all the time to gather up money and material items. None of that can go with you. It's the experience, it's love, it's the understanding, it's the lessons, it's the karmic patterns that you break that's really important. Uh, And that's the information that you get to bring with you from your soul to experience to experience. So just, you know, obviously we all know at this point probably that, um, the physical body, the things that we—it's eat. It's crucial, you know. If you want to eat a bunch of sugar and candies, you know, you're going to be in this really kind of slaw state where you know you're just not catching a lot. You're not—you're not really developing. You're just completely absorbed with sugars and candies. And um, I believe 100% that the the most dangerous drug in the world right now is sugar. Uh, it's in everything. I've watched documentaries. They talk about this bliss point that these people know. They put an amount of sugar in the in a food to create this euphoric feeling in you to get you completely addicted. And so the sugar and the amounts of sugar that we're eating now is incredibly uh, higher than just a couple of decades ago. You know we're eating you know tens of grams a day, some of us. And uh, we're not realizing how much that sugar is acting like a drug to us, and we're we're addicts, and we're really having physical withdrawals. We have to um, continuously. Uh, get that sugar fix, um, but it's really important that we get out of it. And um, I think this is a great little little picture because it's talking about the pharmacy. And our pharmacy really should have cucumbers and vegetables and all that kind of things in it, um, fruits and organics. And <clears throat> it's not just the fact that these these foods have um, you know antibiotics and chemicals and all this crap in it. The, you know, the plain truth is also that our soil is not as rich as it once once was just a few decades ago we're not crop rows hating like we should so even even these foods in general aren't as healthy and nutritious as they once were Um, so i do think a vitamin supplement for everybody is very important too um, just to help with that body and and getting that body the right uh, nutrients that it needs when I mean, I don't know if you guys experienced this. I'm sure you have. When you eat a bunch of foods, sometimes it's not very healthy. You can eat a ton of it. And then an hour later, you're hungry again because your body didn't get what it needed. It needs those vital nutrients and not just proteins, the fibers and all the stuff that makes the body work properly. Most of us get way more protein than we need. We're all focused on protein all the time. Uh, but we definitely need all kinds of other you know, good sugars from the fruits and fibers and you know potassium and all those things are really important not just one we're always focused on protein these days it seems like but i love this quote uh hippocrates he's deemed the father of medicine doctors still take a hippocratic oath due to his name Uh, and he said it was 200 bc he said let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food an incredible quote that literally we don't need these pills made in factories that if we ate the good fruits and vegetables, the the organic, raw um, fruits and vegetables that are available to us, you know, we'd be, we'd be optimum, we'd be, um, we'd be living in a more optimum way, you know, our, our, our everything about us would be so much better, you know, uh, our ability to think and breathe. And, you know, uh, one of the things we do is people eat a lot of food with mucus and stuff in it, and you don't realize all the foods that are that geared toward, that create more mucus in the body, which creates more disease. So Literally, just having a balanced diet with a lot of these raw fruits and vegetables can change our life in a very drastic way. You know, every bite we take is either fighting disease or feeding it. Are you eating these highly acidic, nasty, chemically induced, antibiotic-induced foods? Um, are we eating really fresh, raw, organic foods that help fight those diseases? This is a great picture, even to to explain that. The health food store got the fruits and vegetables or the pharmacy, which has got a ton of, you know, what we know now is really highly addictive drugs, opiates and all kinds of things like that, that are literally killing people that they're extremely addicted to, but people think they're okay because a doctor prescribed them to you. Not knowing that most of these doctors have, you know, um, a kickback, they're, they're invested in these companies that they're prescribing, you know, when I was, you know, out of college and I went to a doctor to go get uh, Adderall. Um, they didn't even give me a test or anything. He was just like, oh, you're an adult. You want Adderall? Here it is. And they'll just give it to you. And I'm sure he got a kickback just to get it to me. And, you know, and that's just a methamphetamine. I mean, it's just, you know, constantly, you're not in the here and now. You're so juiced up. You can't even really pay attention to anything that's going on. At least I could. Um, maybe there is some people that can benefit from it a little bit better. But to me, taking those things, it just isn't, it didn't work out. And it wasn't something that. I would honestly, um, recommend to anybody else. I really do feel like a lot of things that could help, uh, these attention deficit disorders would be really solved by eating, uh, you know, better foods, uh, that would be more conducive to a life that you want, you know? So yeah, this again, it's sick care versus health care. Which one will we choose? Which, which one do you really want? These, these pills over here are terrible for your liver. Um, You know, they can really inflame the liver, make it really big, overwork. And, you know, it's really gonna hurt you in the long run for your body to get rid of all the toxins in your body from other things. So, um, you know, I would really highly recommend if you're on those medications, see if there are alternatives. At this point now, we know there are foods that can help different kinds of diseases and ailments. And, um, you know, try to see if there's other things that you could maybe switch to, to get off those things as much as possible. Here, we're talking about the mucus again. Um, these milks and dairies and butters, you know, uh, I do enjoy my ghee as much as anyone, but uh, I do try to, you know, keep it to a low minimum. Um, and obviously, the sugar, the the sweets, the um, the chips and the fried foods are really going to make your body really acidic. Um, and as opposed to these bo- these foods over here, these fruits and vegetables that are going to really eliminate the mucus in your body. Um, and when we get sick, we know it. You know, it's our body's way of telling us, "Hey, you're not eating the raw fruits and vegetables that you're supposed to." I'm getting sick you know just because you're not putting what you need to in it Um, I think that's plain and simple our body gives us these little subtle hints all the time before you go full fledged into disease dis-ease your body's no longer at ease it's at dis-ease and so now you haven't listened to the sicknesses you haven't listened to the low energy um, so here's what we got to do we got to give you a disease to help you really get that sledgehammer blow from the universe to realize you're not doing what you're supposed to I know this for a fact for myself I got an autoimmune disease in college they couldn't tell me how to get rid of it um they could only give me uh, something to make it uh you know, tolerable uh, made me really tired and it wasn't worth it so that really opened up my journey personally to seeking out you know different healing modalities um foods uh trying to stay away from certain things that I thought would feed it and eventually. After over a decade, I was able to cure myself of my own autoimmune disease. And that's, this is the real drug war. I think this is the biggest drug war is not these plants and, and, and things like that, that are natural, but these pharmaceutical companies that make millions and billions and trillions of dollars off these people who are addicted to these drugs and have to have them not realizing that there are better ways. There are other things that we can take in order to heal our bodies. And if your food doesn't go bad, it's probably not healthy because those uh, preservatives and things that they put in it, so something lasts for years, it's not good for us. You know what I mean? Uh, The fact that you can put a McDonald's hamburger down and it never deteriorates, it never breaks down, bacteria doesn't even eat it, um, should tell you right there that this is probably something I should myself not be putting in my own body as well. Um, And I don't know if you guys know Dr. CB, but he's passed away now, but what an incredible doctor, what an incredible man. Um, A society that keeps cures a secret so they can continue to sell medication for huge profits is not a real society, but a huge mental asylum. And I totally agree with him. And uh, I don't know if you know much about him, but I'll just give you a little bit of update. He did have to go to court because he said he could cure diabetes, AIDS, cancer, all these different diseases they took him to court and I want to say he brought in 30 to 40 people that he had actually healed with his dietary um, recommendations for them he cured people of cancer diseases autoimmune diseases you name it and they came in he actually won that I think he went to the Supreme Court after that and he won that too Um, because he was saying they were saying he's false advertising basically you can't cure those things and he actually did Uh, one of the most famous people that he helped cure was Lisa Left Eye Lopez she was going around telling everybody she he helped cure her lupus and all these things and how great he was and that her intuition was going through the roof because of that, eating the right things, eliminating things from her diet. And, you know, she ended up dead in the airplane and, uh, I don't, I don't want to put anything crazy out there, but I, I can say this, you know, people who put out the truth sometimes don't always make it long life So, um, you know, but he definitely, he definitely did. Cure a lot of people and was proven in court for doing that. So I, I think he is a legit guy, and I do follow a lot of his recommendations. For hev- for every human illness, there exists a plant which is the cure, and I 100% believe that. I believe that there are you know definitely plants and trees out there in the rainforest and other places around the world that can cure things um, that we're not even aware of yet. But I definitely think the herbs and the um, and all these plants. And a lot of the, a lot of, we see a lot of plants that actually resemble certain body parts that are actually good for those body parts. It's like, nature is like, has given us a huge billboard to say, this is what this is for. It's obvious, use your intuition, but we have lost our intuition. And we listen to people who got degrees that are sponsored by pharmaceutical companies. And, you know, it's a conflict of interest as far as I'm concerned, but let's start listening to our intuition, start eating the things that we know that we should, Um, Although it may be hard, I believe in the long run, it'd be more than worth it. Um, This is probably one of the most incredible medicines that there is. So go back to Hippocrates, the father of medicine. When he cured people of those diseases 200 BC, the two biggest things that I know that he gave people was apple cider vinegar and raw honey. Um, This thing, apple cider vinegar is good for so many things, uh, whether you take it in pill form or not. I think honestly, probably the, the the liquid here with the mother is probably your best option, raw and unfiltered. Um, Braggs is a great company, I think, when it comes to apple cider vinegar. It's good for so many things. And what this does is, like many other, you know, raw organic fruits, is this even though this is a very acidic drink, this is going to raise your body pH to an alkaline level. So here is the smoking gun of of healing, as far as the physical body goes. When your body is acidic, when you've eaten all these sugars and fried foods everything, your body's really acidic, that's what creates the sicknesses, the diseases. Um, Every single person who has autoimmune disease, who's sick, who has cancer, has an acidic pH, no doubt about it. So if we raise our body to an alkaline level, then there's no way we're going to get sick our body is fully functioning at a high, at a high capacity. When your body is alkaline, when you're eating the right foods, you can't get sick. There's not, it's not going to happen. There's no, you're not, you don't have the environment for those things to grow, for those things to thrive. Um, so that to me is smoke and gun. Um, and as far as physical healing goes, getting that pH level up, eating those foods that are going to be, uh, raise the body's pH to a high level, um, and you're gonna eliminate the mucus, you're gonna eliminate uh, your diseases, your autoimmune diseases, all those kinds of things. Again, so the pH for neutral is seven. We learned this in school, but we, we learned about acidic and basic. They don't really use the word alkaline, but um, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're raising the body's pH to an alkaline level. Um, sometimes you see waters with a high alkaline level. I, I think that's fine. But to me, honestly, the best water you can drink is living spring water. I think that's going to be your best, your best bet. Um, I'm not going to down any alkaline waters. I've so definitely drinking them myself before, but I, I think for me, the living spring water is is just where it's at as far as like getting what you need, the most natural um, from your environment. Water is essential. Drinking plenty of water. Your body is, you know, seventy five percent water, just like the earth is. You get below fifty percent, I believe, you pretty much dehydrate and die. So, you know, trying to stay away from the sugary drinks, trying to stay from—certainly, I know some people will be upset, but certainly trying to stay away from coffee. Um, coffee is very acidic and is going to make your pH very acidic. Um, so, we want to try to stay away from those things. Uh, I know everybody, saw so a lot of people like it, but I do think it is a—it is an intense drug and is an addictive drug. And just because it's legal on the counter. Um, and you can just go pick it up in store, you know, you have to be aware that this is a drug just like anything else. And um, just because it's, you know, legal and right there on the counters, you have to be careful what you put in your body over and over again daily. Uh, One of the things that CB said was uh, three glasses of water or four. Why? Because it's electrical. Your body is an electrical system. You know, you have a nervous system with electrical circuits running through the whole thing. You know, you want to increase that electric, you know, uh, ability of the body. That's what's going to heal you. That's what's going to eliminate these diseases and, um, you know, raise that alkaline pH. So you know, drink lots of water. It's electrical. It's what your body needs. You want a body that's very electrical. Um, that's almost like your spirituality running through you is is having a high electrical system. And don't forget to drink plenty of water because you know you're basically a plant get plenty of sun um you're basically a a house plant with more complicated emotions very true you know we are you know Christ referred to us as trees um we are trees we have fractal geometry you know and our our veins our electrical system the way our lungs branch out just like the trees we see out in our front yard Um, and we are basically tree walking around obviously exercise huge right getting that heart rate up moving the blood through, through your body um obviously I don't have to tell you guys much about that everybody knows exercise is really good here's one that I think we miss out on a lot fasting will free up your energy so instead of digesting food your body will renew itself uh, I think one of the best things somebody can do is to fast for three days um it definitely resets the whole system um your body is constantly having to use so much energy to break down the food that you had. So, you know, when we eat a bunch of food, sometimes, you know, a lot of times we get tired and we have to go relax afterwards and fall asleep. Um, Your body's taking a lot of energy to digest that food. So I think it really is very helpful to fast, Um, you know, maybe do it with water first times, but there are definitely reasons why you hear about these Christs and Buddhas and Krishnas and everybody they would fast for 40 days and 40 nights and it is a spiritual practice in itself to fast and to allow that body to let all these things pass through to allow energy to go to healing instead of constantly having to digest these really dense foods that we are eating all the time that are really hard for our liver to process we got to give it a break sometimes takes a lot of discipline maybe you want to start with a day or a meal or two but um I think you know practicing fasting is an absolute spiritual practice that can help with a lot of parts of the physical the mental the emotional and the spiritual body that we um are we uh, all are yoga yoga is huge not just for the physical but also for the mental uh for the emotional for the spiritual it's all about breathing it's all about um you know stretching and being flexible like a tree that blows in the wind, if you're not flexible when those challenges come about, when the wind blows hard, those trees break. And we need to be flexible when the challenges arise in our life, so that we can flow with them and not be so rigid. Um, and when we become rigid and stiff, we become rigid in our belief system, become rigid in our ideas. And we need to be flexible, learning to see both sides of the situation. Um, I'll give you a quick little you know it glanced into my life when i first started doing yoga many years ago i did a back bend and probably one of my first class classes and did the back bend. i've been backwards and i had this euphoric release of what seemed to be uh grudges that i kept grudges against people and that it had manifested as pain in my back and so when i did a back bend one day it just like released this euphoric and i knew instantly that i had carried Grudges in my in my life and they had manifested as physical ailment to my body and so I realized like wow like I can't believe that something that I would do that I would consider mental have a physical and probably even emotional uh, and even a spiritual effect on who I was um so I can't stress enough how much being flexible just stretching every day uh is really vital to having a really healthy body as well and helping with that uh, breathing because you have to really slow down and breathe The breath is so important, you know, keep calm, breathe deeply, because when your body is constantly in those shallow states of breath, you know, when we're in fear mode, when we don't have enough, when we're worried about the economy worried about our car breaking down, whatever it is, you're constantly in that fear-based mode. And you're just, you're just breathing very shallow, very quickly. You're not getting enough oxygen to the brain to make good decisions. Um, and for that frontal lobe to really turn on and click on them and you know it's kind of like uh, when you're mad and upset and you're yelling at people you get into a fight you know maybe it's hours later maybe it's days later but when you finally calm down and start to you know relax and realize man I shouldn't have said that I shouldn't have thrown that punch your 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 frontal amygdala and your frontal lobe has turned on and made you realize that's that higher form of thinking that we have as humans and it's come on and it's helped you realize man I shouldn't have done that that wasn't that wasn't who I am that was my ego talk, and that was a reaction. I was reacting to things I didn't like. Um, so it really is important to stay calm all the time, to really take a deep breath when things are going on so that you can make the best decisions for yourself. Um, and really knowing that, you know, deep down, how we believe we're gonna heal is how we're gonna heal. Whatever modality we choose, the placebo effect guarantees whatever we believe is gonna happen. So, you know, our thoughts are very powerful. So um, if you believe going to this doctor is going to be better for you than going to a holistic place, it probably will. Um, you know, it's so important to realize that whatever we believe is the best for us it tends to be that way. You know, there's also that really famous quote whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can't do this, you're not going to be able to do it. If You think you can, it's possible. You're probably going to be able to do it with enough uh, intention and enough will. Um, our thoughts are very powerful and they breathe things into existence and what we begin we need to begin to absorb this is very important to realize you know as we think so shall it be you know as what we ask for Um, and we're not just asking by words we're asking by our emotions we're asking by our thoughts and our feelings and if you think you're not good enough for a a certain person or a certain job you're not going to be you're not on the vibration of that you need to really realize I'm worthy I'm, I'm a beautiful person I'm very smart a job would be lucky to have me another human being was lucky to be in a relationship with me um, you know I've done my work those things you know bring our vibration up and put us on par with the things that we want not just wanting them but you know knowing that we are on that vibration is very powerful um, instead of you know thinking that we're not good enough so another way to get there again to believing that we're all those things to knowing who we really are is meditation. You know, I can't stress it enough. And I know this is a hard thing sometimes for many people, and it's not something you have to get in there and you have to be Buddha on day one, you know? You're gonna get in there, you're gonna meditate. You know, sometimes just laying on your bed in your room can be helpful and turning the lights off and turning the electronics off and giving yourself 20 minutes in there. Um, You know, uh, sitting down, back straight, all those things are great. Giving yourself that time every single day to just relax and just calm down. And you know, uh, I I think one of the first, as a, I'm a psychologist, um, so I'm really into science, but I'm also into um, the metaphysical. So I'd heard that Albert Einstein came up with this whole theory of relativity um, just by imagining riding a wave of light. So I wanted to, for myself, um, combine that with um, meditation. And I was like, well, I wanna do the same thing and see if anything happens for me. And I honestly, just turn all the lights off was laying in my bed my first kind of meditating that I was doing I had some um, tones in the back that I was listening to and um I just imagined myself riding a wave of light letting go of myself being Jacob Cox uh, a male uh white being from a small town everything that the labels that I had grown to know that's who I was and I just allowed those things to kind of dissolve and just be a, a wave of light riding the universe. And sure enough, I had many epiphanies and revelations, aha, or eureka moments just flood in all of a sudden in a split second. I knew certain things. And um, I really do believe uh, in Matthew, it says, Those who sat in darkness saw great lights. And to me, that's what I was doing. I was sitting in darkness and I was receiving great insight, great light. And I I think that's exactly what that Bible verse was saying. And it, it made sense to me at that point. Because when you go within yourself, you find yourself, who you really are. Be still and know that I am God, right? Have you ever been so still that you knew that you were God, right? You have to be still to know that. You have to let go of the labels, let go of all the things people told you that you were, and just be here in this moment and realize at the end of the day, if I really let go of all the gender and identity and all the things that everyone has told me my whole life that I was and just be here now and I'm connected with everything that it is. There's nothing that I'm not. You know, we had the the talk like was the last week the revelation of I am that I am. God's all the that's that there is. If God's all the that's that there is, that you're a part of that that you and me and everything that is here. Every experience, the wind, the water every person, every planet we're all that. So just realizing, going within, find yourself, You know, sit with yourself. How important is it just to be able to sit with yourself and like yourself? Man, it's so hard for so many people just to take a little time out every single day. And as you do it, it gets easier and easier. But don't beat yourself up because certain thoughts came in or you got distracted. Let it go and keep just going deep and just concentrating on that breathing taking deep breaths over and over again, concentrating on that and letting go of all the things. I don't think personally enlightenment is about gaining anything. It's not about gaining peace or gaining information necessarily. I think a lot of it is just about letting go, letting go of all the things that have been taught, letting go of the labels and just being here now and being, you know, in this moment. uh, And then whatever happens when you get there, you know, will change your life. But, um, you know, it's not about becoming Buddha or Jesus and you know in a moment um let go of your expectations and you know it's a practice just like everything else like yoga is a practice and when you know when people do meditate and they hook their brains up to EKGs and they they, they measure the fields of energy around them there's definite obvious scientific um provable outcomes right when a monk or something does meditation and they, they look at his brain patterns when he's doing it many of the times these guys are as active or more active than when they're sleeping that shouldn't be possible the most active that we see the brain typically is during sleep so the fact that there's people who are awake and having the same brain functions as REM sleep is incredible that means they're using so much of their brain in waking state um, so this is a provable uh, a provable subject that uh, meditation and just re- remaining calm and breathing literally turns on your brain and turns on your energy fields and lights you up um in a way that not many other things can and so here I think we're moving to a concept the yin and the yin and the yang you know the light and the dark positive and negative male and female day and night active and passive there is this duality in us so when I was talking about earlier the dark night of the soul and you know uh I I believe in that right I believe that you know we have to see that the dark is the light the light is the dark they give birth to each other I believe in the center of our galaxy is a black hole and I believe in the center of every single human is the void is a black hole from which we all come from and which we all shall return to and we do this over and over again but don't see it as duality see it as oneness you know, see it as, uh, we couldn't have light on this planet all day long, all the plants and everything would die. We can't have darkness all day, everything would die. You have to have the balance of light and dark. It's it's permeating through the entire universe. Um, it's just duality and see it as a wholeness, right? So for me personally, I was a bartender in Atlanta for a long time before I left to come to Colorado. And I honestly feel like I mastered the darkness first. I mastered what was fake, what wasn't real. Um, that dark night of the soul for me, it was imperative to become who I wanted to be. To realize, like, the things that I was doing was fake, and it wasn't really something feeding my soul. And that I could no longer hide behind a bar. I had to go, you know, move to Colorado to work with kids, and to know that was going to change my life. And I just followed my heart, and it all turned out way better than I could possibly imagine. I can't believe that I hid for so long behind a bar back there. Um, but that darkness gave birth to an incredible being. You know, when you plant a little tiny seed into the ground, it, it's immersed in darkness before it blooms out of that, out of the ground. Um, it's absolutely necessary. It's not something to shy away from. I think a lot of times, you know, people say, well, you know, the darkness is something evil, it's something bad. I think that's a perspective, but it, I think ultimately it can help you grow in a great way. The light can help you grow in a great way. Um, all these things are catalysts and, and contrasts for you know what do I want in my life and what do I don't what can I gain from this experience and how can I grow from what is because at the end of the day I think everything is isness, and we get to do whatever we want meaning we can make meaning out of it or not um, but certainly I wouldn't look at the darkness as, as bad and the light as good um, they're all needed uh, and it's all oneness uh, this picture represents ayahuasca. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it, but a drink uh, made in South America by the bark uh, of a vine and the leaves of another plant mixed together and um, they, in water, heated up for hours to extract DMT, dimethyltryptamine, orally. This is another thing, I think, just like mushrooms or, um, you know, magic mushrooms or eboga or different plant medicines as they're called which I I 100% agree with um but I think you know a great deal of work is usually needed to be done oftentimes before we get to these places I personally have never had like a bad trip I've definitely done ayahuasca and mushrooms and things like that but I never had a bad trip I I I don't think it's necessarily bad I think it's again something that you can learn from um but if you haven't done your work if you haven't been uh you working on spiritual practice you haven't been working on that mental and physical and emotional body you you could have what people call a bad trip and it's it's I think really ultimately showing you what's inside of you um that's what those plant medicines do they really show you what's there put it right there in front of your face so you can do something about it so you want to you know you really want to dive in and say hey, I want to change who I am I want to you know I want to be the best person that I can be and um, these things can help you do that help you grow in a way uh, but I definitely think a lot of a lot of growing, a lot of um, a lot of work is done a lot of times before we do these things. And that's something I would recommend to everyone, but it's definitely something if you've done it, you know, I think it's can definitely be beneficial. Another practice that I feel like most people don't know about it, and I'm probably going to really murder this word and I, I do my best, Hopopono, um, to make right. The ancient Hawaiian practice has been used by uh, the Kahuna uh, mystic healers for centuries. And so this basically is what I understand as, as a healer, went to like kind of like a psych ward and he got people's names that were literally in there. And he said these prayers and, re- and he repeated these prayers over to these people um, and without even meeting them. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, Anna. I love you. And he would work on one person. And um, after he would do these prayers with people, these people would literally be able to walk out of that facility um uh, never have met them and talked to them or touched them or anything um I use these for myself for different things and I've used these words and I'll say I'm sorry and I really dwell on you know we all have a cords connected to people so you have some kind of problem with somebody even if you guys aren't in the same city or state you have this kind um, of attachment towards each other and you and you kind of have to like snip it and let it go um but I think a great way with you don't even have to talk to these people literally telling you I'm sorry what are you sorry for explaining it feeling it really immersing yourself in sorryness right for the for the the harm that you've done them and then literally asking them you know please forgive me forgive me for these things because I didn't mean it you know because um I truly am sorry I want to want to heal this thing and I and I would practice these things you know really feeling that feeling along with the words that I was saying out loud in the practice and then thank them. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the lessons. Thank you for the journey and meeting and the bonds that we've shared. Um, and then really expressing love to them. I love you. I appreciate you. You know, I'm really grateful for that our time that we had, when I've done these successfully with people, I felt these attachments be completely released and healing take place. And, um, just incredible. Then these people sometimes call me afterwards or just, you know, uh, certain, feelings of I no longer have to deal with that anymore it's gone it's over with I've healed it I've moved on and it just didn't affect me anymore and so these this really was a practice that changed my life so it's just another thing that I'm that I'm showing hopefully that most people may not be familiar with that is a great practice in the healing of of our physical mental spiritual and emotional body another one uh, that's really helpful too is just the sulfeggio frequencies this was definitely one that I was listening to when I told you earlier that I was uh, listening to tones uh, while I meditated on the Albert Einstein wave thing. And I was listening to these waves. I've listened at 528, repairing DNA for countless hours and all of them uh, for countless hours, You know, really focusing on things that each one says that they're for. And I 100% believe these things work. Um, it's just an incredible uh, tool. Um, a lot of these tones are in, uh, churches and cathedrals and stuff when they play music that makes people feel good they're the same hurts that are being played so if you don't know much about it check it out it could definitely be helpful in your meditations as you sleep or just you know take a 30 minute nap playing them it's it's absolutely life-changing this is you know at the end of the day what are we trying to realize here we're all trying to realize how powerful we are who we really are you know and one maybe the greatest gift that i can do is help you and anybody else see past the illusion of separateness, past the illusion of you're not worthy enough and recognize, honestly, at the end of the day, each one of us truly are divine. And to help you know that is imperative for me, because if we live in a world where everyone knows this, how much better is it to go to the grocery store, to drive down the road, to visit people, to have friends that are awake and aware and understanding of their divinity and see every human and every moment as sacred as opposed to people yelling at each other and and being angry at each other online, and, you know, uh, road rage and all these things, and realizing when I'm yelling at someone else, I'm yelling at myself. When I'm when I'm hurting other people, I'm hurting me. When I'm helping others, I'm helping myself. When I'm loving others, I'm loving myself. Um, so that's that's why I do this, and that's why I think it's imperative. I, I want to awaken the world as much as possible, um, you know. And, and I think ultimately. Uh, I didn't do that. I didn't try to wake up for myself, for others at first. It was for myself. But when you reach a level of, of, of certain awareness and you realize that everyone is you, it just seems like that's the mission that, that why we came here on this planet is literally to help awaken our brothers and sisters. And I, one of the ways I feel like that we can make this life sacred as it it really is, is prayer, is to, you know, make prayer essential in our daily lives, to pray over food, to pray over people, you know, and not necessarily the praying that we have come to know and as asking for things that we don't have, but simply, you know, honestly, sometimes recognizing and being grateful for the things that we do. And one of the greatest prayers that I kind of recently got into was uh, an example of what Greg Braden shared. He said when he went to go pray with a Native American one time and they they were having a huge drought and hadn't rained in a long time and needed some rain. So The guy went out there to go pray and he went out there to pray with him and he literally uh described his prayer as going outside and uh being sacred with oneness and you know uh, smelling the smells that rain would give out when 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 it rains to feel the mud between his toes to feel the water fall on his skin to feel that cool air come in and that smell of rain uh, when it starts to rain and believing that was already here right now in this moment, not asking for it as a bet if it's not, but knowing that it's already here. We are all creators. We can create anything. We can make it rain. We can create abundance. We can create anything in this life that you want. And knowing that we're divine, knowing that we have this incredible, powerful uh, ability within us and start to use it again, certainly a few people definitely um, want us to be disempowered want us to be programmed to believe that we're not good enough um, A few people actually you know benefit from that but it will benefit us and the whole world for us to know our divinity yeah. excuse me and dwell, and dwell in it and when we become when we heal ourselves you know that is when we're able when we've done the work when you have healed yourself of the diseases when you've healed yourself of you know that of lack of all the things that hold you back, I think that's when we really are able to heal others you know everybody can do it everybody has the gift um i've had a very similar experience to this exact photo where i was you know i went to go get a healing uh from um a metaphysical place and we were doing they were doing hands-on healing i just went for myself uh upon my first healing and sat down i heard the voice inside my, my head say now it's your turn And he just kept saying it. And I knew that meant I was supposed to get up there, but I was like, I don't have a a degree. I don't have a certificate. I've never practiced these things. But, you know, I think about that. I am that when Moses was talking to burning Bush, he didn't have those things either. But there's a calling that happens. When the universe calls to you, when God calls to you and says, it's your time, it doesn't matter if you have a certificate or, you know, um, an education for it. Each one of us is called by the universe in a divine way that's all you need to know and have that confidence. And there's a reason that you were called, there's a reason that you're a vessel that heard that calling. And it's time for you to get up and do that. And what an incredible feeling. And I and I know for a fact, that's only one of many that I've had, but I know once we get in there, every single person can have those same callings. Every single person is definitely divine and can have the same kinds of experiences that I know that I've had and I've talked to many others about. And so. I really push this on people because I want, I want so many people like, you know, listen to the call. You know, don't worry about what you have or how much money you got or, you know, what business, you know, just start doing the things that you love. Go and listen to intuition, whatever it says, do it, what excites you, go out there and do it. You'll have the experience that goes with it. And when we heal ourselves, we heal the next generation that follows. Pain is passed through the family line until someone is brave enough and ready enough to feel it heal it and let it go. Man, it's so important to realize that our whole family lineage is, is really on our shoulders right now. All these ideas of not being good enough and not being great enough. And, you know, we're not worthy of a great job. We're not worthy of a great relationship. It's all been passed down by so many people. Not that it was their fault, but that's what they were told. And that's the programs they were given. They pass it on down to us, you know, more than just our, our color of our eyes and the color of our skin you know our emotions our mental states are you know all those things pass through us and all these lessons and so when you finally take a stand and say you know not me not anymore i'm not going to do this to my kid i'm not going to do that i'm going to allow them to be themselves i'm going to allow them to have their own spiritual journey their own spiritual practice and give them the truth and not tell them to go be christians to be you know atheists whatever let them have their own experiences tell them hey man you are as as much as anybody else are entitled to have your own experience to go out there and find it i have a daughter and i definitely will let her know you know what i mean i can give her what i've learned and the things that i've experienced but at the end of the day you got to have your own journey you have your own experience and i think when we do these things when we break these cycles and we we, we become you know uh more like the universe more like this unconditional free will zone that the universe is and we start to give others free will and others unconditional love and love them no matter who they are where they're at on this journey what they've done and just love them for them being here now our whole life can change and we can you know create love and uh, a world that works for people and we'll find the others who are on the same frequency as this and create life that you know, don't have to learn these lessons. They'll know many of these things that we figured out. We don't have to teach them as much anymore. You know, a lot of the things I feel like that we, um, that is happening to us as humans is, you know, there are barriers and there are walls that we create and we pass those barriers and walls on to our children. And so, if we don't have those barriers anymore we don't have these walls that keep us from this alignment these belief systems these ideas and these political systems that keep us from our own enlightenment you know it's game over these kids they come in and they don't need that they don't need the programming they don't they're 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 past it and so we can create you know families and children and not just giving birth to children but like the work that you do in this life now affects your family affects your brother affects your sister You don't have to tell them. You don't have to convince them anything or teach them anything. You being you, truly being who you are and in your own power will create, you know, something for them to see visually and to feel and to realize, wow, what have you done? How are you so different? And they'll want to talk to you. They'll want to ask you questions. Um, One of the things that happened to me definitely was trying to explain things and experiences. And I couldn't explain an experience that somebody else hadn't had the same similar thing it wasn't in their vocabulary it wasn't in you know it wasn't in their experience so how could they understand that um but I definitely could be me and I definitely could be real and be honest and be you know the person that I you know look up to and if you're that you're going to be that for them too eventually it's gonna I've definitely said things now to my parents that you know they may not have liked it at the beginning but they've come to know it's wow being it was the truth you know um then when they said that and so You know, uh, we can change the world, was what I'm trying to say, by being who we truly are. Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. That is so imperative, I think, to realizing like our power is within us. We don't need a president or a politician to pass a law to make something better. Each one of us being that little drop in the universe reverberates and resonates out that love and, and beauty and rawness and realness just as much as anybody ever has uh, or anybody ever will so it is so important to realize your journey is so important who you who you are the things that you do what you resonate out what you're focused on right now is so important to change the world and one of my favorite quotes is from mother trace that says if you want to create world peace just go home and love your family and I thought about that over and over again for so long I couldn't sit down with my family and eat a meal without arguing about politics or whatever and I realized it wasn't worth it that war wasn't worth it how many millions maybe billions of people around the world can't sit down with their own family members with their moms and dads uh, because their their views are different how how crazy is that how that's a war in itself for millions of people maybe billions of people daily who can't even talk to their family members because they have different views why not let peace be the way and no matter what nobody I haven't met anybody who thinks the same way I think about everything but I know this I know that I can be peaceful no matter what I know that I can always honor their beliefs no matter what and let them believe whatever they want to no matter what that creates a peace that creates a harmony between people recognizing and and honoring them for whatever they believe in um, that resonates out and, and just changes everything um so I think this is the way for us to exit the matrix of you know this world this holographic reality that seems to be uh created in a way that kind of works off fear that we're all in fear mode we're off the fighter or, fight or flight survival mode and get into a mode where you know we know we're loved we know that there's plenty out there that we that you know we can always be at the right place at the right time we can literally change our reality by what we think and how we feel about it, and so I think this is, you know, really is a way to to exit the matrix as Neo did, become masters of the universe, masters of our own lives, and to, you know, really honestly, the only world you're ever going to experience is the one you're experiencing. You know, there's no reason to to believe that, you know, the whole world's going to change for everybody at the same time. Uh, you know, really, it's it's going to change for everybody individually. So, um, thank you guys for joining tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, healing is a is an incredible journey. And I know I have personally have a long way to go. in it. And I'm so excited that I've experienced so much. And, you know, I want to share so much with so many people. And, um, you know, it's just been an incredible journey. And I'm very thankful for it. So thank you guys for joining us for tonight.